Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And uh, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And of course, this is... Matt Chat, uh, we have we have an announcement on, for this episode. Yeah, Matt Chat, uh, this is kind of like the last one you're going to see. On there's a some basis. good news and there's some bad news. Which do you guys want first? So the status of Matt Chat's kind of been in flux for I don't know the last couple months, uh, and it just come to the point now where it seems like it's better to give it a go on a monthly basis rather than weekly. Here's like I want I still enjoy the video questions. I yeah. still want participation. From the Freddos out there. This is a yes. very important part of what we do. Without them, we wouldn't be where we are. So, uh, and, 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 and uh, week in and week out, they offer up some good debate topics, good questions, uh, interesting uh, uh, topics conversation. And I don't want to lose any of that. So, it, it's not the end of Matt Chat. We're just doing something different with it. Um, this is all a process, uh, you know, and, 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 and if anybody, uh, regular Matt Chat participants, really anybody, has an idea on how we can improve the show by all means. Oh, don't us. start asking them for my for ideas. We're gonna get we're gonna get like a list of twenty from Wayne alone. And he hasn't been a match chatter in God knows how long. <laughs> yeah, I know we'll read it, but disregard whatever Wayne says, but like everybody else will consider it. Um, okay, fair enough. Fair um, enough. So this isn't the end. We're making some changes. Uh, it's a constantly evolving landscape here on on YouTube and stuff. We need to adjust with uh, with whatever changes they make as we figure them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now it seems like kind of shorter form content is the way to go on YouTube. Um, so that's going to be a, a heavier focus. We're not getting rid of the podcast. Don't worry about that. We're not getting rid of it. Oh All yeah. No, no. Look, here's the deal. Matt chat. Like we could be spending this time focusing on some shorter form content, which we have a couple ideas for I me. Mean, we've already, we've done 10 for the win. I, I would like to get back to like some version of that while we're on uh, this pandemic quarantine thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and this is Matt chat is just one of those things where we do it every week and, uh, and yeah, we do like, it. I, I actually really enjoy watching the video questions. Like you just said, yeah. I'll echo yeah. your sentiments. I enjoy uh, giving a face to the friend over. So I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can, we're still going to do that just once a month instead yeah. of once a week. And so it'll free us up a little bit of time every week uh, to focus on, be it promotion of the show or the shorter form content that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's, that's a deal. Yeah, still so, a great deal. Still great. Hey, look, having your, yeah, having yeah. your video question on a very popular pro wrestling show channel, YouTube 
is uh, still, uh, you know, worth $20 a month easily. <laughs> I mean, you get other stuff to do $20 a month, so it's not like this is the loan reward. So. And yeah, that no, by you get all the bonus content. The well, I mean, there's like all the, the comic book, all the other stuff. That alone is worth more than $20. Yeah, for sure. This is just kind of like gravy. Yeah. Or it's like, I mean, I'm not going to tell them what it's. Anyway, what's the first uh, question yeah, here? Yeah, I feel uh, like the more we talk, the worse off we're doing here. So uh, we'll start. We're going to do things uh, different today on that chat. We're going to start with a text question. Usually we, we have those towards the end. <laughs> Interesting. Just, just going to do a complete mix up here. Uh, Luis Riza. Uh, he kicks us off with this question: What other stories would you like to be cut? Co- would like to see covered aren't on Dark Side of the Ring? Now this season, uh, they've gone into a lot of the uh, stories from the the kind of the underbelly of the wrestling world. Um, so, Steve, uh, what would you like to see? This is easy, man. Uh, I'd like. I, so it'd be difficult to do because there are no, from what I understand, there probably aren't very many surviving. Uh, first-hand witnesses to this kind of stuff, but uh, exactly how wrestling like uh, became fake. From what I understand, it has to do with the Gold Dust Trio of uh, Tootsmond, oh, yes, uh, Ed, Ed Stringer Lewis, Lewis and uh, I always forget the other guy. Same. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm not even sure how dark side it necessarily is. Um, I understand there was a match that went down in like 1925 when they brought in a guy and they thought he was going to be an easy mark to beat. And then he like ended up like shooting on the match and he won Billy the Sandow. Billy Sandow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Sandow. There you go. And he ended up uh, like absconding with the title. And they were like, listen, we need to start making this fake. I want that story. I want, listen, say what you will about Jim Cornette. He's one of the better things about these dark side uh, shows. I, I believe that if I didn't know about like how weird he is with Twitter, um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't think that he's like kind of a crazy guy. I'd be like, wow, this guy is actually really cool. I'd love to know more about what he has to do. He is a absolute, you know, treasure trove of historical information. Like interview guys like him, interview guys like Meltzer, interview guys like, uh, you know, whomever else uh, about the old timey days of wrestling. And I'm sure there are plenty of like weird, messed up, dark stories about the transition from sort of a legitimate thing to, you know, more entertainment focused. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to see. That, that's the only, you have, you have two good answers though. Uh, steroid trial. Yeah, um, that'd be good. I think that'd be fascinating to get into the nuts and bolts of all that. Uh, and something secondly that we covered briefly in uh, one of the 10 for the wins we've done since we relaunched it as a wrestling focused top 10, uh, the murder of Ricky Dozen. Um, mm, yeah, you know, so, uh, you know, there was rumors, uh, speculation that his death may have uh, come about because he 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 shot in the ring at a professional wrestling match on. Sorry, if I forget his first name, but Kimura. Yeah, uh, right. The well-known uh, 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 martial artist who was, you know, uh, well-established in Japan. Eventually, they had like a super fight, a super match book between Ricky Dozen and Kimura and uh, Kimura, or Ricky Dozen took it upon himself for whatever reason to uh, legitimately knock him out during the course of the match. And then uh, subsequently, Ricky Dozen, uh, some time passed, uh, was in a nightclub and, and died. Um, yeah. From a, a stabbing. A pea, a pea stained knife. Pea soaked knife, yeah. Yeah. Um, so to get into that story, uh, what has been reported uh, since then is, is an unstamp- unsubstantiated rumor versus what facts are there to back up any of that who knows um, that would be really interesting because Ricky Dozen is one of the great figures in professional wrestling history 
Um, and just to learn more about that would be really fascinating. I agree. Absolutely. Next up, we got a question from the Philly Flexer uh, about uh, wrestling and its various characters. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, guys, your boy Philly Flex out here on my lunch break, and I'm just thinking to myself, uh, why isn't there more characters like Drew McIntyre? I don't know. Drew just kind of comes off. I mean, it's an extension of itself. Like they always say, you have to be, and I feel like Kevin Owens is like that. But not too many other people, to me, just seem like just that. that's who they are or whatnot. And so, I don't know. Should more wrestlers just be like that? Where it's just just extension of their self, not a character, not a gimmick like that or anything like that? Like, I feel like Drew is perfect how he is. And don't get me wrong, like, I like a person like Luchasaurus. But how long am I going to care about a person like Luchasaurus? I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Thank you, Philly Flexer. Thank you, Philly Flexer. Larson, you go first. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Um, I think I think uh, people are more relatable. They're, uh, they're truer to themselves. They can uh, feel more comfortable in their own skin when uh, at least they can channel some aspect of their own personality uh, in their performance and maybe turn it up a bit. Um, I think it's it's the more be- the, the the wrestlers and talents who are more believable, um, who come across as more genuine. That's generally the case, not always the case, um, but I think that's when that's when uh, wrestling character work works best is when uh, it, it's grounded into something real. And it's just an extension of their own personality. Um, let's say they can't be gimmick wrestlers. There's, there's, there's a place for you know a variety in professional wrestling. If you have everybody who's just an extension of themselves, uh, you're going to have a, a potentially a pretty narrow palette of characters with which to tell stories. Um, so you need those over the top characters. You need uh, uh, characters like the Undertaker to balance Stone Cold. You need uh, more over the top personalities to balance the ones that are more grounded. That's fine. But I just personally feel like the ones who are grounded in reality, ground that particular wrestler's uh, personality, those are the ones that resonate with me more. And maybe that's one of the reasons like I really enjoy All Elite is by and large, they're all fairly grounded characters. You got Luchasaurus, but even that's all kind of tongue-in-cheek. Um, uh, uh, by and large in AEW, everybody's just, 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 just a dude or a woman. You know, there's not a whole lot of over-the-top uh, uh, characters there. Um, and I think that's part of the appeal. They're just, they're just people, and they're telling stories just as people. There's no supernatural beings. There's just a dinosaur, maybe, and that's it. I think a wide variety works as long as the creative fits it. I think that, like, you know, um, you know I, I agree with, with, with most of what you're saying. Um, but like you said, if everybody is just, if everybody's just you know, themselves but turned up to 11, you're just going to have a bunch of, like, normal people. And, you know, who really wants that? Um, I think that uh, I think that AEW actually has a pretty decent mix. Like, if you look at it, like, look at the Dark Order. There's, like, 20 people in that faction, and none of them are just people turned up to 11. Um, but then on the other side of things, you do have, like, you know, you got the Elite. They're all just versions of themselves turned up you to 11. You got Mox. Most of the Inner Circle are just, are just versions of themselves. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know? it's Yeah. They're all, save for the Dark Order of Luchasaurus, it seems like, by and large, uh, a, a vast majority other wrestlers well like they're across the board the, the people that they in brought in yeah the people they brought in like from like the indie scene specifically like orange cassidy got over because he has a very specific gimmick luchasaurus jungle boy marco stun i mean marco stun is himself but you know he's tiny <laughs> so like 
that's not really a gimmick. He's just a really small guy with lots of personality. Um, you know, you got like the the luchador guys too. You got a, a Phoenix. So you've got like they've got a really good mix. Mm-hmm. But they all the 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 thing that I think works so well in AEW is that they really have done a good job of relying on the wrestlers to understand what works best for them and who their like, characters are. Yeah, they if they come the in. If they come in with a gimmick, then they're understanding like and they got that gimmick over. They're like, OK, well, this worked on a smaller scale. Let's see that. It, see if it'll work on on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. So like regardless of what the ratio of like people like just sort of normal people versus gimmicks, it's it's all just what works best. And so that's why I don't necessarily think there should be like there, there shouldn't be like a hard rule. Oh, absolutely like, not. You, no, you, you no. come in and oh, we're just going to make you a normal person. Um, I actually think that WWE doesn't have enough gimmicks. Um, It's just they don't have a great track record with gimmicks. For every fiend, there's like 20 awful gimmicks, historically speaking, going back a ways. Yeah. And I I feel feel like, you know, there's exceptions. I think Drew has done a really good job of separating himself as, uh, as a really grounded character, which is an extension of himself. But far too often, if you're uh, uh, in WWE and you're a baby face, you're a smiling baby face. And you're not given opportunities or, or you know, whatever the case is, to offer up a whole lot of dimension on, uh, onto that character. Usually, if you're a heel, that's where you get to actually show some dimension to character. Drew, that's different. They're mm-hmm. apparently, and, and I'm happy, they're letting Drew just be Drew. Yeah. And that's what's going to get him over, is that you can tell, all right, he, he's, he's, he's a, a face, but he's just not going to he's just not gonna the- stand around and smile. And and be content to 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 be to not be aggressive. This is the problem. This is the problem with the majority. You're you're absolutely right. But it's not necessarily they're standing around smiling that makes them not interesting. It's that for some reason babyface in the WWE means pushover. Yeah. And it's like they they're people that are just fine being taken advantage of, being cheated on in the ring. Um. You know, it's like oh well, I'm not going to cross a certain line. I'm not going to do a certain thing. And it's like that's just not realistic. I know. Like, you know, no there there are pushovers in life and generally pushovers don't really get very far. So they're not they generally wouldn't get to the WWE. Like um, on the, the And nobody the wants to see a pushover. I know. And on on the contract signing on Raw, my favorite part was just probably when Drew uh in the middle of a, a sentence from Seth grabs his head rams it to the table. I know exactly. Yeah. He wasn't standing around, he wasn't being passive, he wasn't being a pushover. He was being aggressive. You know, yeah. That's what people want to see. People want to ultimately, whether you're face or heel, people want to see uh, wrestlers do cool things. I know exactly. Yeah, and and I feel like Drew is well suited to just do cool things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's going to get over because of it. Yeah, I think the bigger the bigger risk it's the, having a gimmick is like higher risk, higher reward because like the gimmicks that really pay off really pay off. Uh, if you're just yourself, then you have to you have to be an interesting person. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yep. me turned up to eleven. Now I have to be really entertaining. Whereas a gimmick can sometimes write itself. Sometimes it can't. Sometimes it fails horribly, and you're just a laughing stock. And then you run the risk of being, you know, you run the risk of being Isaac Yankum for the rest of your life. Now, mm-hmm. luckily with Kane, they were able to figure out how to make that gimmick work really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to play with it down the line. And now he's like Mayor Glenn Jacobs or Kane. And you accept whatever they're bringing him out as these days whenever he shows up. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's always been a fascinating debate, though, to have about gimmick versus person, you know? Yeah. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, next, we got another text question from Chris Carlin. He asks, of all the recently released talent from WWE, who do you think is most likely to make the biggest impression in AEW or New Japan? Steve, go ahead. I'm going to say in AEW, EC3, and Drake Maverick as a team, I think just by virtue of the fact that we didn't get to see anything of EC3 on the main roster, and obviously he wasn't even in NXT that long, Mm -mm. I think the fact that he is extra motivated he has been doing nothing for so long. The freedom that hopefully they'll give him without the restrictions of like weird shady business practices that he had maybe an impact. And even he still did some really cool stuff in impact. I think that he is going to blow people away in AEW, especially with him and Drake. I think they're going to be, if not the most entertaining act in AEW, one of the most entertaining acts mm-hmm. in, in AEW. Um, and then also in the women's division there, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Deanna Perazzo, see, assuming she goes there, yeah. um, if that happens. Uh, I, I think she's an absolutely terrific wrestler. Um, I watched a little bit of that interview with uh, Sean Rossap uh, recently, and she's just thoroughly charming. If we can see uh, some of her personality maybe turned up to 11, I think that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be really mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. Uh, over there in New Japan. I really, I really hope that... Uh, Gallows and Anderson go to AEW, but I'll let you talk about them in your entry. All right. All right. Um, so that's like my tag team. In New Japan, there's one name I want to see there and one name alone, and that's Leo Rush. That's the only person out of everybody who's been released that I want to see there because, man, I think that he could absolutely just have mind-blowing matches 
with uh, their junior division. I, I, I really hope he spends some time in New Japan. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, in AEW, Rusev, Machka, Miro. I want to see Miro in Miro. AEW. Uh, he's had a knack for getting himself over uh, several times at WWE, just being himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see, given the opportunity where he has the freedom to just be himself in AEW, how he can get over. Uh, I want to see if there's more to him as a wrestler, too, in yeah. AEW. Um, so I'm really curious to see. I think, you know, based on name value, uh, popularity, uh, I think Rusev going to AEW would be a massive get for them. Uh, as far as New Japan, I want to see the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, go back to New Japan because I think uh, I like Jay White. I like Kenta. Uh, Bullet Club's not what it used to be. And I think if you bring them back, um, you know, uh, to join Tamatanga. Sorry, bad boy Tamatanga. Bad boy Tamatanga. Bad luck Fadley. Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Maybe we'll actually hear the Bullet Club theme again if they show up. Um, Man, why is it the dude? Bullet Club is basically like WWE. They've stripped everything fun away from wrestling. <laughs> Bullet Club has stripped everything fun from Bullet Club. I know. That's what I'm hoping. Bring the Good Brothers back. Uh, maybe Bullet Club will be fun again. Um, that's my hope. Um, and, and you know they had they they had arguably the the best years of their career in New Japan. Um, and yeah, I mean that's not to say I wouldn't want to see them in AEW. They could swing one of those deals where they can wrestle wherever they want to. But uh, the the tag division in New Japan is not that great. Um, I think they would obviously elevate that. They'd elevate Bullet Club. Um, I think that'd be pretty awesome to see them back in Bullet Club, uh, uh, wrecking things and winning those tag titles. I agree. Next, got another video question. This one from Matt Field. Hey, Stephen Larson, the British barman Matt Field, back with another match chat question. Um, with Vince showing a lot of love for Triple H on Friday's SmackDown, um, with that long rambly end of the show, plus all the times he seems to show everyone else in the industry love, um, wishing them happy birthdays. But when it comes to Shane, he doesn't seem to show that sort, sort of same love when it's his own son. Um, why do you feel that is? Do you feel that the... Uh, do you feel that uh, they haven't got a close relationship? Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, support wrestling. Screw the coronavirus. Too good. Howdy handshake. Thank you, Matt Field. Thank you, Matt Field. Hmm. Uh, Vince is a weird dude. Um, yeah, he's an oddball. He's an interesting, complex character. I can't say exactly why. Maybe it's an in-joke in the family at this point, why uh, Vince goes on and on uh, praising uh you know, people on their birthdays while Shane just gets a sentence. A very simple happy birthday, Shane McMahon. Um, you, you know, uh, I, I would hesitate to say, I, I, I don't know their, their true dynamic behind the scenes. I don't know what, I'm not going to try to psychoanalyze Vince based on whatever he's seen on television between the two of them. Um, he alluded to some lockbox when Shane came back. We never found out what that was. Yeah. What was in the lockbox? regardless of that um i just don't know it's 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 you know i don't know the true dynamic between them um i don't know if it was some sort of tough love thing where uh vince was trying to toughen up shane uh mentally in preparation for kind of grooming him to 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 have a prominent role in wb i just don't know i don't know i just don't know um so it's hard to speculate i just think vince is kind of an interesting individual and uh that plays out in a variety of ways and their relationship is probably just an aspect of that yeah there's a lot to unpack 
with all that. I mean, all we can do is speculate, you know. Uh, I, I would think that maybe, maybe uh, it's become a running joke between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I could I could see that as a possibility. Yeah. Um, that Vince, you know, uh, showers people with love on Twitter, uh, you know, publicly, and then you know, obviously doesn't with Shane uh, as a gag because Vince is known as he's known as uh, among many other things as a comedian. Um, mm-hmm. So I could see that being a joke. I mean, we've seen pictures of Vince hugging Shane after particularly brutal mm-hmm. matches. I forget mm-hmm. which one it was. I think it was Hell in a Cell against the Undertaker. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that as being a thing. I could also see it being completely like a succession thing with Kendall and uh, and Logan. Um, so I could I could see it being any number of things. But again, it, it's all speculation at this point. And it honestly, it's probably such a weird. They're probably. It's funny because they're probably very normal in in many ways, and just beyond weird in many others. Yeah, you just yeah. you never know. Yeah. Next yeah. up, Christopher Rappersod has a question about WWE 2K22 because it's never too early to start talking about a game is going to come out in about 18 months. Hello, Stephen Larson. So I learned that we are not getting another WWE 2K game probably in the next two years. So my question is, who would you want in the front cover? Who should be the DLC? What improvements do you want to be better in the game that they messed up in 2K20 that I did not buy because I was disappointed and they turned me off by the front cover? I didn't like the front cover and I didn't get the game. And look, the game was crap. Saved me a bunch of money. What do you guys think? Thank you, Christopher. Go ahead, Christopher. Uh, So my choice would be... Drew McIntyre, that's an easy one because I think that he's going to have a really long, really fun, really interesting reign with the title. Hopefully crowds come back at some point and we'll be able to see him interact as champion with the crowd. Um, and then uh, uh, and Asuka, uh, obviously she's the best thing uh, maybe in the history of professional wrestling. And uh, I think she would be killer on a cover. She deserves it. She deserves all the titles. You know, hey, you know what I noticed, man? What? Watching Raw this past week, watching Asuka, Shayna, and uh, and Nia Jax all have that non-triple threat match. Yeah. While it was happening, I was thinking to myself, you know what I just realized? Nothing against the horsewomen. It was kind of nice not having Becky or Charlotte or Bailey or Sasha involved in this particular match with three you know, main of potential or previous main eventers. Yeah. Uh, it'd be kind of nice, nice to see that women's championship being fought over by people that aren't in the four horse women. It was kind of neat seeing them because they're, they all bring unique strengths to, uh, to the table. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good point. So, so often, uh, the WB four horse women have dominated the creative and the respective women's division. It's nice to have a story that exists outside of, I mean, heck, it was on Raw. It was that match, and it was Liv and Ruby Riot, a story they've dedicated a lot of time in de- in, into developing, which is great. Um, so yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that, hundred uh, percent. On the cover, give me Undisputed Era. Oh wow, um, okay. So if if they're taking time to 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 freshen up the next game, uh, they want to make it hip, they want to make it cool, 
uh, who's cooler than the Undisputed Era? I'd say Undisputed Era or New Day. Those are the two oh, options yeah, okay. I would go with. Yeah. Uh, as far as pre-order DLC, da 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 CM Punk makes oh, his return wow. to WWE games. That's, um, yeah. Uh, heck, you can even have him on like the Deluxe Edition cover. Um, make him a pre-order bonus character. Uh, you're going to move units then. By um, that time, he will uh, WWE will have bought Ring of Honor so they could do a showcase mode. Maybe. Um, and then the one thing I want more than anything is 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 custom cutscenes. They have story mode. We saw the last game; uh, they're not very good. Um, they could take the same graphic uh, fidelity, which is essentially a, like glorified remastered PlayStation PlayStation Two graphics, and, and just let you do what you want with them. Mm-hmm. You know, custom dialogue. You know, give us a few animations you could do to to set up scenes and stuff. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it, like you know they used to have. I, I know you're t- like they used to have custom stories where you can create them. And yeah. then upload them to the servers. I think that'd be terrific. That would be yeah, so much fun. fun. I would that would that would add literally so much more playability mm-hmm. when it's like, you know, all it's we have so many creative people in the friendovers, you know, creating all these great characters. Now let's see what they can do with the story. I think that'd be so much fun. Yep. Yep. That's good content right there. That is good content. Next text question from Jacksonville's number one. Gion Halili says, uh, his question is about wrestling couples. Is it better when couples aren't acknowledged on TV like Seth and Becky? One is a bad guy. One is top face. Or should they be handled like Candace and Johnny who are both heels? Hope this question makes sense. Thank you, Gion. Uh, It depends on the story. Um, It works with... Like initially, I didn't like Candace's involvement in the Gargano Champa thing. I was never really that into. Um, uh, but now that they're both heel, uh, it's a different dynamic. Uh, I'm I'm willing to give it a try. Uh, the stuff with Seth and Becky was like totally cringy. Um, mm, it yeah, just it it, it, it was it, they shoehorned Becky to situation which did not fit her character, mm-hmm. uh, and so she had to go out there uh, show like an appropriate level of affection for Seth while not completely uh, destroying. Uh, the 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 you know what the man was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it, it it really just depends on the story. It depends on the couple. Um, ideally, you don't really mention it that much, if at all. Um, there is that spell. Um, I believe after Daniel Bryan won the yeah it was won the the world title at WrestleMania 30, where they started having Brie come out with them, and I was like, no, don't do that. Um, by and large, I don't. I, I don't want to see wrestlers' personal lives uh, intersect with what we see on TV. Um, but if there's a good story to be told and everybody's on board with it and invested in it, and something interesting could come of it, then sure, why not? But here's, by and large, yeah. Mm-mm. Here's the thing, man. I, I what one thing I don't like, or one thing that I think, look, I I, I could care less about kayfabe necessarily, but. If you have let's give let's give an example for a real life couple we know right now, uh, Alistair Black and and Zelina Vega, their characters are at odds with each other on screen right now. Mm-hmm. It would be strange, not strange. I would understand it because we all know they're performers. But if two months from now they, for whatever reason, acknowledge that they're husband and wife, then it just it's like okay, well. What were you showing me before then? Like there needs to be some amount of consistency mm-hmm. with what I'm seeing on the television screen. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like are they actors playing roles? Yes, they are. We know that. It's acknowledged. 
Well, then why would you then do the thing where, oh, you know, they're married in real life. Then you're just acknowledging that there's a real life on my TV. I don't like when they do that. If you're going to have it happen, have it happen. Like Like, when they they do the thing, when they start trying to break, when they try to break kayfabe as part of the story, sometimes it could be done right. And sometimes just like, come on, we've seen this. We've seen that, you know, like I think it's more enjoyable that that bit was two weeks ago when Alistair was having the match against Austin Theory and Zelina comes down the ramp and gives Alistair the business. Mm-hmm. I th- I, knowing that they're married makes that more enjoyable because it's it's just it's it's just makes it funnier. It, yeah, it, no, totally. It was written into the show. Um, yeah, I agree. Now, something like Seth and Becky, um, I don't. Ne- ne- yeah, the way they handle it was it was just really cringy. They don't have yeah. much on screen chemistry, but like their characters had never really interacted in a way that would then, as a viewer, make me think, well, the, this isn't real. You know, it's. It's it's breaking the story conventions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they never they never really interacted, so it's like entirely possible that off camera somewhere they you know hook up and 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 then we'd see them as a couple, and it's like oh they're together, and it's like yeah you can make a thing about that because it's not like they were on opposing sides or whatever. Now if they want to kayfabe Alistair Black and Zelina Vega into having a relationship and then being married. Okay, cool, but don't just all of a sudden reveal to us. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, they've been married through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan of that because I just like yeah, it, kayfabe is, is 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 busted, whatever. But you got to figure out what you're going to present as your reality and what you're I not. Fe- I feel like if you're going to present to us this created self-contained world, uh, keep it consistent. This, it'd be like if I was watching a movie where Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson were in it separate characters not married and in the course of the movie there's like hey these two people are married <laughs> you're, you're telling me you're telling me to suspend my disbelief in this world you created and then you bring real life into it it's, it's like yeah, there's a disconnect they, here they meet on a cruise of some sort oh, but then we find out they've been married the entire time it's yeah. like wait hold on a second we saw the meet yeah yeah it's like I don't care about breaking cave if somebody busts their leg and if Apollo Crews was seen jogging today, even though he's got like a, a knee injury, if he's seen jogging on social media, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, don't that's care breaking either. kayfabe. I don't care. But yeah, if he's seen either. jogging on Raw and he's still out of money in the bank, I that doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly. It's just, yeah. Your internal logic of whatever you're trying to create has to be consistent. That's the most <laughs> important thing. Yeah, yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, Next, got a question from Rich. Steve and Larson, Rich here with a Mad Chat question, and the question of the week is this. With everything with quarantine going on, give me three to five superstars, past, present, passed away, alive, dead, I don't care, that you would want to spend 48 hours with in quarantine. Doing whatever, drinking, partying, smoking, if that's your thing. I know it's Steve's. But just let me know. I figured I'm stuck in here with my... uh, with my little friendos. Are you doing a right yes, I am. There's Michaela. There's Chase. <laughs> but it's been a while since they've appeared on Matt Chat. So 
But again, just let me know. Three to five stars, past president from any company at any given time. Yeah, see, now they want to be clowns and be in it. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Uh, I'm going to say current Twitch streamers. uh, Okay, so Xavier Woods is too popular. So I wouldn't want to quarantine with him. I want to quarantine with the up-and-coming Twitch streamers. Uh, I want Adam Cole with his The Chugs. Uh, Drew Gulak with his silent Final Fantasy streams. All right. <laughs> and I want Mia Yim, who features her adorable dog. Uh, oh, I didn't quite know she a was bit. streaming on Twitch. Yeah, she streams now. I think I think I started. I think I put our channel to follow her. Oh, cool. Um, and I think she had a Shel- Shelton Benjamin on her stream once. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, so uh, those are the three names that I can think of right now. But I, dude, I guarantee you, this is just the beginning of it, man. Everybody. Man, I forgot to mention this. I implore you, go check out Muscle Party. Oh, on yeah, Twitch. I want to check that out. Yeah, I want to check that out. Even if you just watch the first 10 minutes and the last five minutes, Brett is a fucking artistic genius. This was all done, except maybe he pre filmed like the first, like the intro to it. Yeah. But it was like TV quality live. And he lit the couch up couch on fire and sat down on it live to end his stream. And it was done to like music. They had like music playing and these it it's honestly like one of the coolest things I've ever seen on Twitch. And I'm like literally proud to know this guy Mm -hmm. that he went out and did this. It was like such a great sort of content or not continuation, but moving on from the couch up thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just check out the just the you know I mean it's it's like a three hour long stream I wouldn't expect you to sit there all three hours he plays some Jackbox game and it's really cool that he's doing that but who has time for that I don't have time for that but um, what he's doing uh, for that audience to pick up and do something that's new and fresh and interesting mm-hmm. and something mm-hmm. that literally nobody else is doing anything like this mm-hmm. is is really cool so if you're into that if you if if you've ever been into Cow Chop or whatever check out what Brett's doing in that same warehouse. And it's it was just I was actually blown away by this uh, by by what I saw. Yeah, so, I, uh, I saw. I didn't get a chance to watch it last night, but I saw some of the stills uh, that were posted, and I was very much intrigued. So I plan on checking out. Uh, Brett's super smart dude. Super yeah. creative. Um, super creative. Yeah, I'm sure anything he's involved with is going to be really interesting. So I'm looking. I'm forward re- to yeah, I'm looking for. I'm not saying that I wouldn't watch a three hour stream of his. It's just I didn't have three hours to spare last night. Yeah, but uh, I was really impressed with the the final sequence that they put together. Uh, yeah, like him just sitting on the couch and the couch is on fire. I was like, holy shit. You, and he did it live. He did it live, man. It was That's rad. I was something freaking else. impressed. Um, New Day. Mm-hmm. 48 Hours of New Day seemed like it'd be an absolute blast. If if their podcast is a little uh, window into their, their chemistry, you're just going to be laughing the entire time. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing, though. Oh, it's it's only four. Okay, so the question is 48 hours. Yeah, 48 hours. That's only two days. That'd be yeah. good. Yeah. I was going to say if it was like a two-month thing. It'd be too much, man. Sometimes you just want quiet time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, mean, I don't think this is a situation where you're all in the same room for 48 hours. I think you're just in the same, you know, accommodations for 48 hours. And that could be like a house. Everybody's got their own room. So you can go and play games, hang out. Laugh. All right, I'm going to adjourn to my room, get some sleep, come back next morning, eat some breakfast together. Sounds like fun. Uh, next, got a question from a debuting Matt Chatter. Uh, Spitfire 
Marcus Johnston. Let's see what he has to say. What's going on, Steven Larson? This is Spitfire Marcus Johnson with my first ever Matt Chat. Been following y'all for a few years. But I want to know, what is one move that you wish could be sold as a finisher that hasn't been used as one in for so long? Uh, whether it be a super kick or a, or a backstabber or anything like that. They, or even a, just a good suplex like uh, Mr. Perfect used to do. Give me your thoughts. You have a good one. Thank you, Spitfire. Thank uh, you, Spitfire. Pile driver. Pile driver should always be a finish. Okay. You're uh, dropping someone on their head. That should be a finish. I'm going to say this, but then I'm going to mix it up for you. I'm going to say powerbomb because I've seen too many powerbombs that aren't finishes. Yeah, that now, should be a finish. Now, let's use a move that's never been used as a finish to our, no right. to our knowledge All right. Uh, as what should be a finish. Like a Canadian Destroyer has been used as a finisher before yes. by Petey Williams. I don't know if this has ever been used as a finisher. But you would think that if somebody executes a top rope Spanish fly, that should probably be a finisher. Yeah. Here's my answer. Danielson stomps. I don't know if Brian Danielson ever used that as a finish. I think he had that uh, cattle mutilation submission. But you grab it someone by their arms and stomping on their head. Yeah. Referee stoppage right there, man. If they can't defend themselves. Here's the thing. That should be a finish. It's not that different. I know that the face is, is in a different position, like it's it's facing up towards your boot, but this, it, you're still stomping somebody's head into the ground. Repeatedly. But instead of Seth Rollins uses it, he does it one stomp, and it's a finisher. Danielson stomps are like multiples. There's like yeah, many repeatedly. of them. Yeah. Shouldn't it be like just the ultimate finish right there? I mean, it's really, it seems like you have wrist control on both wrists of your opponent stomping on their head. The only way they're getting out of that situation is if you let them or yeah. the ref breaks it up. Um, at which point you stomp that person's head five, six, seven, eight times. You should be able to cover them, and that should be that. You should get like a 10 count on a cover right there. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll conclude with two text questions. First from Tim Morris. What impact do you think the coronavirus outbreak will have on Oh, New Japan's U.S. expansion? Uh, will it be pushed back proportionally with the outbreak? lockdown or even larger consequences steve go ahead so i think that yes it's going to be it's going to be proportional with the outbreak lockdown but you got to add i would think maybe around six to twelve months depending on people wanting to i think that the that ending the lockdown and people showing up on mass to these big shows are two completely different things. I think that there's going to be a reluctance at first, a hesitancy for people to come and want to go to concerts or shows or even yeah. thousand person venues for these shows. And I think that will probably uh, slow it down so that like when things are locked down, they're not just going to pick up and keep going. They'll probably pick a uh, maybe I don't know, but people seem to be flocking to the beaches. So maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe they will be able to find, you know, people going out to these shows. Maybe things maybe people try to get back to normal. I, I'm not going to go to any live shows for a while. Um, but then people are different. Like uh, the evidence seems to suggest that like, if you open up the beaches, they'll go. But being on the beach is a lot different than being inside. Exactly. The beach, you're not in an enclosed space. Um, it's Yeah, it's different. I mean, you're still 
congregating potentially in large groups, but I mean, you're outdoors. Yeah. You're not in an enclosed space. So I guess that's different. Um, we've seen New Japan operate with an abundance of caution. Yeah, um, right. With how they, they're dealing with this pandemic uh, with their own promotion. Um, I see no reason why they wouldn't do that here, even if in the States that maybe ease off of the stay at home restrictions earlier. Um, I honestly would be really surprised if New Japan really ran any shows here on a consistent basis until. I mean, I, I don't know if. I mean, I'm year and a half, maybe. I think it's going to be a while um, because it's not just having the shows here. You got you're you're asking wrestlers to travel halfway around the globe. Uh, the traveling for those shows, especially for wrestlers who are based in Japan, is going to be a lot more intense than wrestlers who are based in the states. Um, you're just asking a lot, and if the the safety and well being of the talent is first and foremost in New Japan's mind, which seems to be in the case based on how they've uh, done things so far, I think they're going to wait quite a while. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a situation where we're going to get back to not just a new normal, but as close as we can get to the old normal before they would really consider doing that. That's just what my gut's telling me. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, next, and finally, a question from the enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Um, he asks, who are the next three people that Apollo Crews should slap the taste out of their mouths? Uh this is who they, they should be in order because that means Apollo Crews is working his way up to the top of the card. First, uh, Bob Lashley, they had that great pose-off segment, um, and uh, I, I feel like Apollo Crews now, several months later, should come out on the, the, the winning side of that. Bang, slaps Bob Lashley. <laughs> Next, he gets in a feud with Seth Rollins. As we saw with Drew, Drew advised him to not talk ever. Shut his mouth forever. Uh, Apollo Crews follows up on that, and uh, the best way he thinks to do that Bang, slap him in the face. Slap. And after he beats Seth Rollins in a prolonged uh, feud, next, Brock Lesnar. You get in Brock's face. You slap him. Ooh. The crowd is going to love you. Ooh. Love but you. But don't, don't slap him too hard because he might come for a receipt. That's true. Did you watch that that gif that I, I watched? Someone posted that gif of that word. I think Ron. I tagged you in it. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I watched to watch that ten times, uh, dude. Over I and watched over, it over and over and again. Over it was again. The little uppercut and then the bang. Oh and man, Ron almost got knocked out. Anyways, oh. uh, slap Brock. Uh, that means you're uh, top of the card on Raw. Uh, that means there's huge things next for you. So that's the next three people I want to see Apollo Cruz slap. Assuming, assuming. He is actually out of money in the bank due to a fake injury. He needs to slap these three people. Vince McMahon, Paul Heyman, and Triple H. The three guys who are heads of creative in WWE. Slap all three of them uh, after he's been granted his release. <laughs> after he signed the, the release on his paperwork. Well, the, here's the thing. I, I don't, that's I, crap. It is crap unless they got something in mind for him. Because it's not, yeah, being a money in the bank's cool and it'll be a good platform for him. He wasn't going to win. If they got a story for him based on pulling him out of money in the bank that could lead to something, I know it's a major if. Then let's wait and see how it plays out. Let's just wait the, and see. The story is because uh, Andrade's not in that match, is he? The nope. money in the bank. Nope. Right. The story is Andrade's going to get in that match. That's the story. The story is Uha Nation needs to get his release. That's the story. Um, I hope it is, dude. I hope it is. They've been they have been featuring him a lot, but I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's, hey, I'm available. I can put on long, really good matches. 
you know, you don't. What are what are the other options? Because there's no people here. I, I don't know, know if it's I, that. I would, or I would, if it's, I would, I would like to think that. Well, this seems like the situation is going to continue for a little bit. So if he's making himself available, when he is available, uh, delivering great performances, and this is how it's going to be for another couple months, they're going to have to use him more. And if they're going to use him, he's going to keep delivering. And if he's going to keep delivering, someone's going to be impressed. That's just kind of how it works. I feel like. Yeah, but dude, once the crowds come back, once they have people back in the building, and the rest of the other wrestlers come back, then he's gonna fall. He asked. I mean, look, you you want to take, you want you want to take full advantage. You want to take the risk. You want to do all that. You want to try to impress people to the point. But man, they've been sleeping on that dude for how long now? I know this is his and then they take him out of Money in the Bank. Let's see if it's if it leads to something else, man. That's all I'm saying. If it doesn't lead to anything else, then you're right. I hope it does. Something else. Look, there, there's. I, I would say there's like forty five percent of me thinks that it might lead to something else, but then like sixty five percent and fifty five percent. Sorry, you're right to be cautious and pessimistic. Thinks that, yeah, it's just they're just doing it to get Andrade in the match, which I yeah. love Andrade. I don't want to root against him, but I'm rooting for Apollo more than I'm rooting against Andrade. There you go. That's it. That's what we got for this week. And again, uh, we'll, we'll we'll Matt check. We'll be Matt chat. We'll be back. I'm thinking probably Money in the Bank ish either the wednesday before the wednesday after be back on a monthly basis um and we'll give adequate uh, lead time to let you know when it's coming when that particular month's episode is gonna gonna be air and be prepped for and so on and so yourself forth even deeper in the hole no man. again thank you everybody who submitted questions uh it's gonna be a period of change we'll find something that works best for everybody um and uh yeah it's sticking around in some form don't worry about that until next time we'll talk to you later goodbye Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.